Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. It's Friday. Wrapping up the week. March 4, the year of our Lord, 2022. I love March 4th because it sounds like a command. It does. <laughs> It does sound like a command. Yes, and that's I see what the, you're doing there. That is the command that we want to give the army of the Lord March fourth. Fourth. March fourth. English jokes. What can I say? <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So here we are going to wrap up Matthew chapter 26 today, mm-hmm. and it's it's actually kind of a lengthy reading. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into this. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. I'm going to start in verse 57. We're going to read on to the end of the chapter. All right. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered, and Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? And they answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? Now, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you mean. When he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you two are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. This is a dark night. It's a dark night for the Lord as we see his mistreatment at the high priest's house, Caiaphas. And we see also that after the disciples scattered, after the arrest in Gethsemane, Peter has evidently followed from a distance. And he's made it into the courtyard of the high priest. I don't know, maybe he's trying to get a sense of what's going on, uh, I don't know, but I don't know. You know, part of me, even just he's he's confused. I think obviously, I say yeah. I think obviously, what happened there in in Gethsemane has really thrown him off his game. Right. He's it's I, I this is this is all thrown in a cocktail. I don't know what's going on. This guy's the Messiah, and I was ready to die with him in battle, but he just he just quit. He just gave up. Mm-hmm. But you know, he did mention that the Father would send could send twelve legions of angels. There's yeah. a part of me that wonders if Peter's not thinking well. You know, maybe maybe the Messiah is going to wait till the very last minute. He's going to bring that army in. I'm going to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and he gets and, and then there's also just the idea of 
how can they convict this guy? He's he's the greatest person that's ever lived. He's the yeah. kindest, most compassionate person that's ever lived. He's healed people. He's cast out demons. How, how on earth are they going to get this guy convicted and executed? And right. so here he is following along. I, I don't know what all the motivation is, but he's definitely discombobulated. So when I had an opportunity to go to Jerusalem, one of the tour sites uh, was actually the residence of the high priest. It's not far from the Temple Mount, and like many of these um, places, you know, uh, t- sometime later, uh, some type of church was built on top of it. But in the tours, you're able to go down and see, you know, um, even first century era buildings and ruins and such. And what was really striking about the complex of the high priest is that they actually had cells for prisoners wow and a, and a pit to drop somebody in and leave them for a while until they wanted to talk to them some more you, you don't have one of those at your house i do not have one of those at my house oh, okay yeah and uh it, it, seeing those things made me appreciate you know when i think of the high priest uh, I think about, well, he has service to do up at the temple and sacrificing animals and all such as this. But this uh, role covered a lot of different things, uh, including some jurisprudence as it's being exercised here. Now, I think this all seems to be very much a kangaroo court and uh, the fact that they can't seem to get any charges or any reason why he's really here, and yet there is some type of abusive trial going on. Um, but to walk around those grounds and think, the Lord was was mistreated here. He was mocked here and slapped here. Uh, it was a chilling place to be. I, the sentence, they were seeking false testimony so they could convict him, kind mm-hmm. of blows my mind. It's like, hey, we all know this is not real. We all know it's not true. But but, but, but it doesn't but have to kinda. agree. We, we've got we've to at least make it agree so yeah. that when we go to the room, and so it, it is, yeah, kangaroo court is the right right term. This is not seeking justice. This is seeking execution, and they're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, they are going to do whatever it takes. And so when I realized that, that that's the story, and, and maybe you'd have a sense that that's what's going on the way they came and took him in the garden, but I, I do see some uh, element of courage, something positive in Peter, that he is the one, him and probably John also, who are willing to to follow along and be this near Jesus when things are going this bad for Jesus. Do you remember that the chapter began with them plotting but saying, but we're not going to do it during the feast because mm-hmm. the people like him? Right, right. But, but do you know where we are? <laughs> the, the feast is about to start. They're actually mm-hmm. going to have to rely on the people. So something has shifted yeah. in this week. The, this week that we've been going through, that that these, the the yeah. scribes, the priests, the elders, they think, okay, I think we can pull it off now, and and that's that's shifted pretty quickly, actually, because again, just just days ago, they were saying, don't think, no, let's not do it now, but we got to we got to start figuring out how. Well, not to get ahead of ourselves, he's not been presented before crowds just yet. I mean, so far everything is under cover of darkness. But you're right, they're going to play these crowds when the sun comes up. Yeah, yeah, they are, and they're not going to wait for the feast mm-hmm. to be over to bring mm-hmm. him to Pilate. They're going to they're going to do it right away. And so Peter is monitoring all this, and whatever yeah. Peter thought was going to happen. Jesus just lets it happen. Mm-hmm. And now Peter is seeing Jesus just let them slap him. Yeah. Prophesy to us who it is that struck you. And he's just, I, and, and so now a servant girl comes up to Peter and says, hey, wait a minute. I know you. You're, you're, you're one of his people. And Peter, who just hours ago had said, even if everyone else falls away, I will not deny you. He says, 
I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it didn't take much, did it, at this point? Because when I, you know, a young girl, a servant, somehow brings him to cower and to deny, mm-hmm. that is a remarkable turn of events from the fellow swinging a sword a little while ago. Yes, he's he's amid of a crowd with clubs and swords, and he's ready to cut people's heads off. Mm-hmm. But what he's not ready for is to just lay down and give up his life. Yeah. To put the sword away, to to hold up his arms so that they can bind them and take him to be alongside Jesus Christ and get nailed to a cross just because that's what they're going to do. Right. He's, he's not ready to surrender his life he's, this night. You know, I didn't bring this up yesterday, but I know, I mean, I think there's a lot of people today. I, I watch the, the, the way things get done on Facebook and what gets said. I think there's a lot of Christians today that are ready to fight for the Lord, that are ready to die in battle for the Lord. But I'm not sure that we are ready to just say, okay, you're going to kill us? All right, come on. Mm. Here you go. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just let you kill me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that many of us are ready for that. And Peter wasn't ready for that. Yeah. And it, so now you said he says, I don't, I don't know who that guy is. Well, you said it well the other day about the difference between uh, dying by the sword or dying by the cross. Mm-hmm. And the one says, uh, you might get me. But I'm going to go out fighting. <laughs> I'm going to take as many of you out. <laughs> so I'll take me. you with me as I can. And a totally different way to say self-sacrifice. Yeah. It's I'm going to be a martyr now for the Lord. You may get me, but I'm going to save as many people as I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a different thing. So he says, I, no, I don't. He goes and sees another servant girl. And she says, yeah, wait a minute. I I know you. You're You're one of his. You're one of them, too. And once again, he says. I don't know that guy. I don't know, man. I don't know that guy. I mean, he's been traveling with him for three years, Edwin. Yeah. He's seen the miracles, Edwin. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of stuff's been said this night, but I'm just thinking, I mean, three years-ish of life uh, and to say, oh, I don't know him. Yeah. Whoa. Again, I, I want to I say here, this is not Peter said earlier, I'll die for you, and he didn't mean it. He was ready to—it's it's this kind of death. He is— he is lost. He is he is a man that is rudderless right now because he he's realizing he did not understand what Jesus was calling him to. Mm. When he thought Jesus was calling him to fight a fight and die in a battle, he was ready for that. As he's now learning and he's processing and it's not it's not settled with him yet. It doesn't settle with him till after the resurrection. As he's learning that the death of Christ's kingdom is one of self-sacrifice. He's, he's not sure how to respond to that. And so he's doing this crazy outlandish thing that he thought he would never, ever, ever do. And then some other bystanders come up and say, look, I can tell by the way you talk. You sound like him. I think you're one of them. And so now he adjusts his speech and he starts calling curses down on himself. Now, when I was a kid, I thought this was saying he started cussing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's to, cursing to show, and swearing. Show, yeah, because it says that. cursing and swearing. And yeah. I thought, oh, that means he started cussing. He's using bad words. Yeah. And I'm sure there was some aspect of that. But really, it's the idea of he's calling down curses. You know, God smite me if I'm really one of his. And, mm-hmm. and I swear to you, I am not with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's. He's trying to affirm to these people. It's not just, no, I don't know the guy. It's, I am going to say everything I can to get you guys to believe me. Mm. Mm. That's denial. That is denial. Strong, strong protesting there of his, any knowledge of Christ. Do you remember? Oh, sorry. I thought you were. Well, I was just going to say, and to to play out like that, and then the rooster crows. I mean, what a, what a sick, sick feeling. Uh. Betrayed by my own words. I mean, every which way, every which way. Yeah, the rooster cries out, and and it hits him. 
Mm-hmm. You know, th- and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about the role of the rooster. I, as we're talking through this, I know that we're, we're struggling with Peter. How could Peter get to this place? Yet I've been in this place. And in fact, I've been in this place for a lot less than, oh no, someone might kill me. Mm. You know, just yeah. temptation and sin and right. then getting into the downward spiral of, of sin. Doing things we said we would never, ever do. Absolutely. And then, oh, we did that. Yeah. And whether it's lying or lusting or cheating or stealing or, or yelling or, you know, just these things that yeah. I've said, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. That's not. But then I get, get caught up in it and it and it and I do it again and I do it again. And I guess one of the things I want to say is there's, there's not often that a rooster is going to crow at just the right time. Yeah. What I need to do is recruit some roosters. Can I say it like that? <laughs> what I need to do I is what you're saying. I need to have the kind of friends yeah. who are going to step up and play the role of the rooster, who are going to remind me of what my commitments are, who are going to remind me of what Jesus has said to me, who are going to remind me of what God has called me to do, and who I'm going to say, you know what, when you say this to me, rather than me getting belligerent and angry... I'm going to realize, and it's going to bring me back to my senses, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to repent. That was that was that role of Nathan for the prophet David, wasn't it? To call him to realize what he had done. Yeah, yeah. Well, the role of the prophet Nathan for King David. What I yeah. Well, although David was a prophet, David was too. A prophet, yeah, but that's point. right. Good the point. role of prophet Nathan for King David. Yeah, yeah he called absolutely. him to that. Absolutely. So I guess he was one of those roosters. roosters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're the man. You're the man. You're we the need man. to recruit some roosters. Maybe maybe we'll have a poster. <laughs> Recruit the roosters. Recruit the roosters. <laughs> but I hope you can understand. It does I, I sound know like that, a that, sermon. That, I don't. That, that, that does. I, I get how that sounds. But I hope it's maybe even just memorable. Maybe that's we'll what remember we need. that. That's right. That's what, that's we, what we, need. we need. That's what we need. It's been a good week, brother. Yeah, it really has. Appreciate so much you joining us for this conversation. Big chapter in Matthew twenty six and a lot going on. If you're in the Tampa Bay area this weekend, we hope you'll come out and worship with us at Livingston. Check out all the information pertaining to that. Our website is christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day and for your word. And Father, as we've been tracing Peter, really, through our conversations in Matthew 26 this week, uh, we see, Father, a, a person there that we admire the, the courage and the conviction, the willingness to spell it out and, and to make known where he stood. And we also, Father, sympathize very much with the weakness and failing. Father, we pray that we might be brought to our senses, whether it's a rooster or a word from a brother or sister that loves us so much, that someone would bring into our lives to, to wake us up when we are failing. And we pray, Father, that we might repent, to be humble, to serve you, and just as Peter did. Father, we pray that we might live to lay down our life at the cross and to be like our King Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Hey there, Edwin. Hey there. Here it is, man. Friday. It is. It is. March I'm 4. Sorry. The year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah, let's just keep going here. I've just, all of a sudden, my funny bone is tickled, but we're here in Matthew chapter 26, and I think we should just keep plowing through. So do you want me to start over, or do you want me to plow through? Well, now I want you to start over. Okay. (laughs) I was going to begin with, God save us from preachers that have been to the Holy Land. That's what I was going to start with. (laughs) I think Mark Twain said that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quoting, Quoting Mark Twain. Jealousy. <laughs> hey, jealousy. That's not Mark Twain. Who is that? <laughs> That's Jim Blossoms. Wasn't Mark Twain in the Jim Blossoms who said, Jealousy. jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to start that over again.